You caught me dancing. Guys, welcome to the 5Fs to Love podcast. Tonight, I am so excited about tonight. Tonight is one of those nights where somebody gives you the blueprint to what you're doing that's really screwing you professionally and personally. I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you thought this was a deal closing situation, whether it's professional or personal, but then you walked away and the deal wasn't closed? Tonight, let me tell you, she is a guru of closing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Effective communication is her business. So if you didn't watch the promo, you need to watch it again because Ray is the truth. So I'm going to be totally honest with you. You better grab a glass of wine because tonight is going to be some tough talk, but a lot of laughs, but some tough talks about what you may or may not be doing wrong or right. And she's going to help you. She's going to walk you through it. So let me introduce to you, you guys, Rachel Ray Johnson. What's going on? Hello, hello, my loves. And to my creatives that would may be on paying attention, should be on paying attention, because I've been putting this everywhere that I show up, because when we are together, we cut up. I love it. And I'm going to tell you right now. People have no idea. And I'm going to be honest with you. So I, you guys know I'm totally transparent. This is a really good friend of mine. So I just want to be honest. Like our conversation is like you're just in on it. We're going to have a conversation we would just normally have if you guys were not around. So this is going to be like total real talk about what's really happening. So before we get started, I do want to share with you guys that she is absolutely amazing. She's a rock star. She's an international speaker. Um, but she's sweet as pie. But when it comes to being authentically you, well, let me just tell you, she's all about that. She doesn't take any crap in her relationships. And she also doesn't take any crap professionally with her clients. So I'm going to say get ready and hold on to your wigs because this is business. So, OMG, you're finally here. I just want to say it took a minute to get on your schedule. You I don't know, even know how to take that. I was thinking about that today. This was like nine months in the making. <laughs> Not six, nine months. Yes. I feel so bad because I wanted to do this so bad, but we just could never connect. We and we're not going to just blame it on my schedule. Ms. Well, okay, I'll be honest work. with you. You're right, because I did. I just got back in town uh, out on business in Arizona. So we're going to be legitimate. My schedule does conflict sometimes with uh, doing a podcast and also with your schedule because our schedules are like we're in a row. And when you speak and you run a company, um, and you support your clients. Sometimes it is a conflict. But honey, we're taking all of that away. I'm going to have my first glass of wine myself. 
And just to be clear, folks, this is going to be a really cool show. So before we get our show started, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And we're starting off with number one as soon as we return from this commercial break. And be prepared, people. Okay, so if you're just joining us, don't worry, you haven't missed a thing. We're getting ready to get started. I'm going to say to you, I'm extremely excited to have Rachel on with us tonight. If you guys have never met her before, well, let me just say you're formally introduced. So thank you so much, Denise, for joining us this evening. Denise is a riot. absolutely love her. She's one of our regulars. Denise is going to give us some tea, too, while she's here tonight. So uh, thank you so much, Denise, for joining us tonight. And for everyone else, if you're new to the podcast, all you have to do is leave comments like Denise did, and we will share them as we go through the show. So let me tell you, before we get started, we're going to get started on number one. Uh, Folks, we're going to be gentle with you as much as we can be. I just want to be clear. Gentlemen, we're going to be gentle with you as much as we can be. Give me one second so I can get this set up so that we're ready to go. Give me one second. And we're going to be going through our ones, twos, and threes. You know, I just want to say when I was putting this together, I was like, which one am I? I was like, which which one am I? Now, see, this is the good thing. Yeah. Depending on the situation uh-huh. who we're dealing with. Yeah. These are just tools in our arsenal. I so like the way that's. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to choose one and say this is me, because the first thing is we have to assess who we are, what we want and what we are bringing in that moment. So can I make that crystal clear? Wait a minute. Before we even get into this, let me just say this. You're 100% correct. I think just coming into this moment, because a lot of times we assume that we're saying or doing the right thing. And I'm going to tell you, I'm one of those people. I'm horrible at personal communication, but I'm a rock star at professional. And that's sometimes I think people overlook that as well. Like they're really good in one space, but when they, you know, that's not, those are not transferable skills. And it could be for various reasons. I mean, it, uh, who I truly am sometimes conflicts with what people expect me to be. Um, so sometimes I just kind of revert to uh, being a person they expect me to be, but then personally, I'm not that person. So it becomes a little, you know, like, well, who is she? Who is she showing up as? And then they do that thing of, oh, yeah, you're a Gemini. I'm expecting multiple personalities. No, it's not that. It's just that I'm just trying to be authentically me. And I don't know if you're going to embrace that person. So are you ready, Ray, to get started? I am ready. I am ready. All right, folks. Well, let's get started with our top 10. Okay, well, our first one, uh, just to be clear, is nothing to lose. And you call that the hard sell. Tell us what that is. So when we first go into an environment, and Mm -hmm. and this honestly works professionally and personally. Okay. When we go into an environment, remember, the first thing you want to do is know 
what you're bringing to the table, honestly, okay? And from that, you're going to attract what you put out there. Okay. So when I walk in, you walk in, anybody walks in, know what you want and don't be afraid of what the perception is, what anybody else thinks. Laser focus. Get to it. No games. Hey, what's going on? And if it's... Go ahead. So if, if when you say nothing to lose and just be authentically yourself, I don't know if people are ready to show up as themselves in public. One of the things, and it's funny because, you know, I own an adult. I gave birth to him. I raised him. He's I like mine. Said you okay? own an adult. I own an adult. And we, we, we bounce off of each other. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said to me that I thought was so enlightening is if you're not ready to close, then you shouldn't be in a deal in the first place. I love that. And I agree with him a hundred percent. So he put into words for me some a concept that I, I got, but I wasn't able to articulate it in a way that everybody could understand it and absorb it. What does that mean? Right. Why am I even there? If I'm not ready to really say what I want now with women in particular, Mm -hmm. we're told that it's a certain way we supposed to behave. Yes. Why? Because I'm starting off with a lie. So therefore I'm not projecting really what the opportunity or the offer is. If I'm not being honest with myself, So therefore, I can't be honest with the individual, especially my ladies who want the forever and ever. Amen. You already started with a deal breaker. Right. I now agree with you on that. That that is like a huge deal breaker. And I'll say to you um, for me and before I respond, I want to say, Michael, thank you so much for uh, watching. Good evening to you as well. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Renee, is that Renea Cooper? Why Renea Cooper? Hello, that is why Renee. Hello, my love. See, look, I have to put on my glasses and stop being cute, like, I don't need them. Um, (laughs) thank you so much for uh, watching. So, one of the things I think for me, uh, a really good friend of mine, and I hope he's watching tonight, he constantly teases me and says, Can you please stop saying on your podcast that you don't cook? And I said, Well, I don't, I'm not a great cook, but every person that I've been involved with at that level cook for me has never been an issue. And he says, well, men want to know you can make at least one good thing. Well, obviously I can. I have a 20 year old son. He didn't perish. There's three good things, but who's to say that you want my peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I don't know. Like you may not want that. You may not want my, my um, version of chicken chili. Cause that's, you know, that's my meal. Some people make lasagna. I make chicken chili. So the thing is, it's like, you know, you looking at that, and saying to a person, hey, this is authentically me. And what they're doing to you is projection. Okay. I was also faced with that. I used to say I'm not domestic. And I used to bother some of my male friends. You're not domestic. I keep a clean house. Right. I will order before I cook. Because again, I own an adult. I got him to where he was, and now he takes care of himself. Right. So some of the things that I did consistently, I don't want to do. 
So now I have a lifestyle where if there's something I don't want to do, I find someone else to do it and compensate them well. So if you want to know if you want to eat, sure. Where would you like me to order from? Exactly. (laughs) Now, I also know that when a man comes home, again, if it's forever and ever on men. That's a different situation. If I can't have something cooking, the house will still smell nice and we'll decide where we're going. But if I'm being honest and Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm doing a hard sell, if we get to that point, Mm -hmm. then there's three things I like to fix. But I can order the hell out of a menu. So you know what? And I I think that's so important. One of the things when I looked at nothing to lose hard sell is when those guys push up on you in the bar, the club, and they just going in strong. And you're just like, I'm sorry, what is happening? Did you not see the indicator that I really wasn't feeling you? And I see that in men and women. You know, when I hang out with my guy friends, I see a lot of women just go real hard. And it's like, dude, you're doing like the hard sell. Like it's nothing to losing. And they just take it. Like you say, I'm not really, you're not my type of guy. Well, I could be your type of guy. No, you can't. I, I know what I like. Like Now we're missing a, a, a um, very positive caveat to the heart. <laughs> what is that? And what that is, is it's not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. What it means is if I get a no, or I realize that this candidate is not interested in the offer, I don't have to pick up my face. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it, love. And now I'm on to the next because I'm in the moment. Right. I'm not thinking past to, okay, they say, yes, this is where we're going. They say, yes, this is how it's going to be. I'm just going to have a conversation to see how far this is going to go. And you know, That's I like what that part. Hard sell. Yeah, that part I'm really good with. But, you know, when I look at it, like for me, I walk up to any person and introduce myself. I mean, one of the ways that I met one of my really, really good friends now, and it was so funny, I was at a club and his body just looks so amazing. So I walked up to him and I said, listen, I don't want you. I just came to touch your chest and to feel your arms. I need to see if it's real or whatever. I'm not molesting you again. I'm not, I don't want you. And he looked at me, he's, I said, so I'm about to do this. So don't dial 911. This is about to happen. And so I did it. And it was so funny. And then I sent him a drink. And he said, no woman has ever done that to me before. And he just followed me all throughout the night. And we talked. But the thing is, we became really good friends. Because he was just like, you just had the audacity to just walk up on me and touch my body. I was like, yeah. You got it out there to be touched. You got that tight shirt on. It's all oiled up. The skin was oiled. Like, what was I supposed to do? Now, see, my thing is shoulders and smell good. Really? Yes. I have no problem with telling a man, like, you did this. You started this. You came across me with that smell and you thought that it lingered. So you thought I wasn't going to say anything. So I have no problem with that. But what I really want people to take away from the hard Mm -hmm. sell is the nothing to lose. Yeah. Is, again, you know who you are. You know what you want. You know what you bring Mm -hmm. to what it is you want, wherever it is the Mr. or Miss right now, or the forever and ever are men. Don't be afraid to articulate that. Because there's one thing I know about gentlemen, because I have a lot of male friends, with the change in the landscape right now, and I'm not belittling anybody who had their choices taken from them. We are in an area where we don't know what Me Too is. Yeah. So men have to really 
um, gauge what can I say and who can I say it to without being labeled for being too aggressive. So they fall back a little bit until they really can tell a sign is a sign, which means it opens the door open, you know, a little bit wider for us to be able to say something. Now, there are some women that are are definitely afraid of being fast, too aggressive. (laughs) Obviously, then don't don't move out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Give a smile. Linger your eyes for a moment. You talk about that as one of your numbers. Yes. But realize if nothing else. Right. Know what it is that you want and be able to articulate that. That is the hard sell. Now, because we promised we would do this professionally and personally. Yes. In business, know what it is you offer and how it's going to benefit the person you want to offer it to. And same thing, lay it on the table. I've seen what you've done and I know how I can add to it to take it further. Let's talk about it. There you go, folks. So you know if you're looking at it professionally or personally, now you know what to do. So folks, we're going to go to our next one, which I think is, you know, it's the now or never, a sense of urgency. So, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, Ray, we talked about this and I told you I've been feeling really uncomfortable because I'm not sure how to manage this, but people have been reaching out to me on social media, like as if I'm at a club or a bar introducing themselves to me. And um, it's a little awkward. And they make it seem like it's the now or never type of, like it's a sense of urgency that I respond to them. Because if I don't respond that first day, by the end of the day, I see a lot of more messages <laughs> in that conversation that I have not even, you know, dived into. So, I mean, what does, why do people feel that need of urgency right now? And why do they feel they need to be so aggressive with it? So I'm not going to tell you how young I am. <laughs> however, however, there is a need at certain junctures in our lives where we feel as though if I've not done something, especially when it comes to sharing your life with someone, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not going to happen for me. We put these parameters on things. So that creates for us a pain point. Okay. An area where we feel like we're deficient. So society, culture has told you the first now or never. That creates a void as well. So now we've decided to fill it with whatever we can fill it with. We settle and we get as close as we can. Or we're doing whatever possible to make it done, to make it possible right then and there. In that moment. In that moment. And (laughs) I find that social media has made it worse because now we don't do things where we can be in each other's space. Social media has capitalized on that with all these dating apps. Now, in our personal conversation, I told you how I feel about dating apps. Yeah. It's hit and miss. Sometimes it works and you hear these stories where people are together forever and ever on men. They have dogs, 2.5 children, <laughs> get in the virtual picket fence. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's great. 
but we don't listen to those stories where you know I, I can't find my loved one they was going to go meet charles i don't know who charles is they met him on one of these apps right <laughs> and no i don't want it that bad this is a place where we actually are creating in ourselves a thought where we think the supply is running out okay and that's why i apply this one to a dating arena to a personal situation because this one actually applies because we feel as though there is a sense of urgency because it's running out um ladies guys aren't going anywhere and i love the whole um <laughs> category of good men. guys are not going anywhere <laughs> they, they're not going nowhere they and good men it's not going to be somebody else's husband. They're not mm -hmm. going to come from a terrible situation. They'll be able to take care of themselves and you. And men, you really don't want anybody like your mother because your mother treated you the way she treated you. You have no real idea the way her and your dad got down when the children couldn't hear. Did you say got down? There you go. So you're not going to find your mama. Not the way, not the woman, because the woman your mama was and the mother your mama was are two different people. Exactly. Two different people. Well, folks, we'll be right back after this commercial. We're going to go right into number three and we're going to share more of your comments. If you want to comment on anything that we're talking about, be sure to leave your comments on any of the social media sites where you are viewing this podcast. Welcome back to the Five Fs of Love podcast with my guest, Rachelle Ray Johnson. She is the ultimate communicator, and she's going to share with us tonight some things to help you guys close the deal professionally and personally. Where we left off was number two, so we're going to go ahead and move forward to number three. Uh, number three, I like, is the summary, is the pain points. So when you talk about the summary and the pain points, what how what is that professionally versus what is that personally? Now, professionally, this is where we know what it is um, our clients, our customers need, um, what it is you 
they're looking for and we know what they what we want to offer them but i don't want to say chris this is where we should take your brand mm -hmm. um this is how you need to be more visible how we engage with your audience because the truth of the matter is anybody who is a brand strategist will be able to tell you those things because in industry there are five specific things that you're looking to do and okay. anybody worth their innovation should be able to at least capture one to three of them okay mm -hmm. what i want to do is i want to listen to what it is you need look for what that is doing to you the pain mm -hmm. and be able to summarize how I attack that and address that within my business and my current clients so you can connect the dots. I like that. So when we switch that over, mm -hmm. then what we can do is as we're talking to people, because it takes confidence no matter what side of the table you're on, okay. male or female, what we want to do is run that summary through our head. And that means like when you when you go and you're having that day prior to you heading there, I, I, sometimes I think people overshare. <laughs> like when you first meet them. And so it's like, are you trying to push me out the door already? Because just because you might be OK with it, just, I mean, let me get at least a drink in. Give me third date where I've kind of kissed you and maybe like you a little bit before you spring the whole thing on me. So is that wrong? Like, is that not a part of the summary or I, I wouldn't do it at the first meeting? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I, I never do it in the very beginning. Um, we're going to get to a place where we talk about small steps and we talk about questioning. Okay. It's better to listen than to talk too much. However, the summary you're running for yourself. Okay. So um, I didn't want to do it now, but I told my friend I was going to use him as a case study. Excellent. So to protect the innocent, I, every, I everybody has nicknames. So I call him Adonis. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Everybody who's watching, I know who this person is. That's the reason I'm having a moment, but go ahead. I kind of hope he isn't. I gave him what he needed <laughs> to be good, but secretly I hope he isn't. But anyway, there are some things when I first realized I was attracted to him, mm -hmm. I have no problem talking to anybody about anything. I'm a true A-type personality, so I can just go. And my nature is one of being flirtatious, but it was difficult for me to flirt with him when I realized that he was actually listening because I looked at the people in his his um, general surroundings and I started to look at myself through other people's lens. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna back off. So some of the times when I dealt with him, I had to do the summary for myself. Okay. And that's what I mean. In business, the summary is for you to allude to with the client. But when you're dealing in a dating situation, mm -hmm. do the summary for yourself so that you can deal with that person with confidence. The sexiest thing in the world is confidence. I like that. So folks, number three is about summarizing. And we're looking at uh, number four, which is 
uh, assumptive confidence and not cocky. I think, I don't know, I think sometimes people feel I fall under this category, which I think is nice sometimes because it's not my person person. So give us an example of how this looks in a personal relationship. Trust, ability to let go, to keep your identity. Um, how this looks um, in the beginning mm -hmm. is looking at number one. Okay. Being a late, being able to walk away when what you really want to do is be clingy. Don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> Ask me for my number. Right. Or when you first meet someone, there's a long joke, so I'm not going to tell it. But basically, there's four women that meet the same guy. Mm -hmm. And somehow they all come up with the assumption that I'm going to wind up marrying him. Mm -hmm. He just said, how you doing? This is my name. What's your name? Right. How do we wind up with bridal gowns and rings? Exactly. So it's okay to be confident, but not so confident that you took him or her beyond that moment. I like that. I think sometimes uh, when you meet certain people, they're so confident in who they are. And I'm very attracted to confident men. Um, and sometimes people may perceive it as being cocky, but to me, the more confident or cocky, whatever, um, the more attracted I am to that person. Because I feel like, yeah, like you, you got it all under control. I see that as a person who has it under control, like they got it. And so I'm good with that. But a lot of people aren't. So when we look at number five, number five is uh, shape, angle, like be flirty. Uh, I'm, I think I'm a little too flirty sometimes. I will admit that. I, 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 I appreciate my flirtiness because I meet a lot of good people like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of good guys. And it's not, it, it starts off as an attraction. Um, even if it's not an attraction where, oh, let's go out and date. Mm -hmm. Just there's something about you that caught my attention. It allows things to be non-threatening. And therefore, I don't want anything from you. You don't want anything from me. That's I just what I like. You are an attractive exactly. guy. See, that's me. I like the fact that I can just say what I'm going to say and just do my walk away because I don't want anything from you. I just think you're hot. Hey, Precious, thank you for joining us. Hey. I'm going to tell you right now, we we thought if you joined this conversation, it would be hilarious. But we love the fact that you took time because I know you're on the road to join us for your comments. You are a rock star. Uh, Precious also said, I appreciate <laughs> the flirtiness too, Dr. Rachel. Yes. So, you know, I feel like confident women who have a good sense of who they are, like we can just do it and and we don't expect anything. It's like, dude, you're hot, but I don't, I'm not saying I, you know, I'm trying to push up on you. I just want to recognize the fact that you're hot. Like what's up now? Not only this, but be careful with this one. Cause remember I said, it's an attractive guy. Yeah. You don't necessarily want anything from, from one another, but this is also a 50, 50 situation. You either get a good friend or yeah. You get a, I'm bored. Let's go out and have a drink. And you don't necessarily go back to your own corners. Exactly. You know. This is also a way where you kind of look at what are we really. What are we talking about? Right. Because What's you can really wind happening? up with a homie or a homie lover friend. 
Okay, I'll be honest with you. We're going to get into that. So uh, Precious says, love you, Queens. We love you more, Precious, and you know it. Uh, Cooper says, this is a good conversation. Cooper, we're hoping it helps some sisters and some brothers out because some of us, we just, you know what I'm saying? And Precious goes, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's because <laughs> for so long, we called this the dating game. Right. It's not about winning. It's not. And that's the thing. People think it's about winning and it's not. It's just getting to know somebody. And the thing is, everybody's approach is not the same. You just have to be confident, I think, in your approach. If you're this person, if you're the flirty person, then you need to master that. And Embrace be, your flirt. Exactly. Embrace your flirt because, hey, like I said, I have. I'm, I'm good with it. I don't try to fight it. Um, and to be honest with you, I think a lot of times because of the way I do talk to men, that's the reason why I have so many male friends. They end up becoming my friend instead of a potential mate, um, which is really funny because most of them are single, never been married or divorced, and they're ready to be in a relationship. When women see me, they go, these are your friends and you're not dating any of them? No. Exactly. exactly. No, I'm not. They're just really good friends of mine. And the thing is, I don't. I think I value the friendship more than I would have potentially valued the relationship. Because now I got my boy and I can just say, like one of them, he travels with me. So I'm good. Like I know when I travel out of state, out of the country, like I can just say, can you roll with me? He's like, yeah, I'm in. And I'm good. Now, mind you, he looks like security, though, because he's built. He looked like security. There's another advantage to this. But yeah, I appreciate the fact that I know if I have to go by myself, I don't have to. And he's a really good friend. And ladies, he's single. If you want to meet him, I'll be happy to introduce you to him. He's and that's the most fun. The yeah. most fun is I want you to meet so-and-so and they look at you with that side eye. I know you well enough to know what you like and what's going, what you're going to want and what's going to be good for you. Just, exactly. trust, Just trust me. But I do want to say the mm -hmm. other side of this with business, mm -hmm. this is a good place to be. It's a, it's a, it's a turn on words though. It's going to be the sharp angle and what we take from that far from the, the personal side, mm -hmm. this is where negotiation comes in. Again, play on words with being flirty. Right. I want to see exactly what it is I can do for you. And what you're trying to see is how much you can get. Right. So this is a place for you to be as businessmen and women to be firm on what you're willing to offer. Unless you are, unless it looks like you're losing ground. Mm -hmm. And then you want to be able to see where you can come down, where you can offer percentages off or where you can elongate the contract so you don't lose a good deal. See, and, and I like what you just said. It's that sharp angle, like knowing where you're going with it. I'm going to tell you number six. I love it is being um, instinctive. It's a sense of understanding where you are in that moment. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you. I'm all about capturing those sweet moments. So I'm the kind of person, I'm not a stalker, but when from the time I see you come into a space that I'm in, I'm just kind of paying attention and watching because I want to be very sensitive to my approach and I want to get some sort of perspective about who you are and how you move, right? And that's one of the things I think a lot of people don't take the time to sit back and it's like, uh, I guess you, I'm approaching it like I'm on a hunt. You got to know what you're hunting. And on one of the shows, I asked the ladies, do you know what men want? And, and, and they're like, no, well, if you don't know what it is that the person or people that gender that you want wants, then how are you to attract them? 
or stimulate them or gain their attention. You know, if they like peacocks, then honey, you better get some feathers, right? Come on. That's what I'm saying. So you got to have a sense and be instinctive about what it is. So to me, it's like you got to capture what it is. And for me, and to be honest with you, I seem to attract the same type of guys over and over again. Like they, they look different, but they're the same. Now, remember we talked about knowing what you want and what yeah. you need to offer because that's yeah. what you attract. Mm-hmm. Either embrace what you're attracting, but if it's not what you want, look at yourself. I used to say there was a certain sign hidden somewhere on my body and I had to find it and pluck it because this is not what I want. But when we talk about sense and be instinctive, Mm -hmm. remember, well, we still say it. There's a sixth sense. Mm-hmm. It's like a gut feeling. The hair stands up on the back of your neck. neck. Yes. If there's something that tells you that this is not working, this is not the path you want to take, this right. is not it, you don't have to be rude. Thank you for your time. This is one, This was fun. I appreciate it. I'm going to get back over here where I was. And exactly. this is actually for my men. I heard this so many times. If they're this amount of pretty then they're this amount of crazy and you have to deal, you have to figure out if it's a good if balance. This amount of pretty there. That no, sir. No. Cause they, they could be bull your bunny crazy. Right. And a snack. And now you got to figure out if I'm, if you're going to protect your property. Or right. The property. Exactly. So stay away from that. Listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. All right, guys, listen, we're going to head up to number seven. As soon as we come back from this commercial break, And we'll be right back, right after this commercial. Just 
Okay, guys, welcome back. And let me tell you, if you missed one through six, it's not a problem. You can always rewatch this podcast. But we're also going to do a rundown for you at the end of the show. So, Ray, I'm going to tell you, this right here is a huge one for me. Somebody who's always selling. Listen for the authentic engagement. Do you know how many times people are just constantly, I feel like they're stuffing themselves down my throat, like literally. And I'm like, dude, did you not understand? Can I need you to stop selling me right now on this concept? But then again, when you talk about professionally, I'm a closer. So I am listening and paying attention to what it is that you want me, what you want for me so that I'm saying the right thing to you so I can close this deal, right? Um, so there's, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, you don't want somebody who's overselling you, but in another way, and professionally, you, you kind of got to be a closer. So I don't know. What's your perspective? This is your number seven. That was just my play on it. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, this is something that it does work, but this is where I want to put a statistic. 92% of sales do not go through depending on who the person is that's trying to do the sales. And this is one that was shown to marketers, sales professionals, that line in the very beginning. And if you ask me personally, this, this one right here is why it doesn't work. So now we're more interested in building building relationships. So why did I put this one here? Because Mm -hmm. there's a twist on it that I add professionally and personally. Listen. Instead of always trying to push the agenda, listen. And this will allow you to hear what someone is saying verbally and non-verbally. And you won't waste their time or yours. So if I'm sitting there and somebody comes by to talk to me, you can take a quick assessment and decide right then and there if the conversation needs to even happen. And don't be rude, guys or or ladies, because I've seen situations right. where it's like, ugh. No, no. Look where you see, did you see me put my head down? Like I put my head down. We are adults. I appreciate you coming over, and it's very flattering. But this is what I'm doing right now. Sometimes I even fudge the truth, especially if I'm by myself. Oh, right. I'm waiting for someone, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. And let them go their own way. I'm only rude when the person is persistent. If you decide they can sit down, have a conversation with them. Now, I don't mean don't converse, but I mean listen more than you're talking so that you can hear what they're really saying. Because if you want forever and ever on men meetings and they want to know, well, what you doing after this? Let's go back to this location. I'm not interested, but if I'm okay with it, okay, let's find a safer mutual location. You know what? One of the things you said is listen. And I think a lot of times that's where people, men and women both go south. It's like you're hearing what you want to hear. So it's like you're deleting what they're truly saying. And then when the relationship goes south or to the right or to the left, you're like, well, they, they were all into me. No, were they really into you or did they make it clear from the beginning? This was all about a hookup. You made you tried to twist a hookup conversation into a relationship. So I think a lot of times, you know, when people say I'm feeling you, that's one of them things where you don't really know what they're saying. Oh, I'm feeling you. 
well, what does feeling me mean? Like, are you feeling me? Like, am I potentially a wife? I'm feeling you, or this is I'm gonna be good for tonight feeling you. Like, which one is it? And I love that because and when I'm communicating with people, whether I'm coaching them on self or I'm coaching mm -hmm. them in their business, I use two examples. I always say salmon and pumpkin are color, but it's also a fish with salmon and a fruit with pumpkin. Mm -hmm. When we're talking, I need to make sure we're on the same page. So I'm listening, but I'm also looking for clarity. So before I agree or say I on I understand, huh? Can I ask this question? I like that. Because I'm listening for authenticity. I'm I'm all I tell you all the time, I'll be professionally transparent, or I have no problem with transparent conversation. And you're right. I'm not always trying to get to the bottom line, especially when it deals with people, because I want to make sure it's the right place. And that's the thing. I think like when people, when women are listening and one of the things I always tell women, if a man is constantly talking to you about sex, constantly, you have to begin to ask your question. Is he really into you or is he into just having sex with you? Because if he was interested in you, he would be asking you, what's your favorite color? What type of food do you like to eat? Talk to me about a moment in your life that you felt like you could have you know, succeeded more in this area because he's really trying to get to know you. So my thing is, I understand when you first meet somebody, you're selling them on the idea of being with you. But at some point, you need to sell them on the idea of who you are not to be with. Just this is who I am. And do you enjoy this person? And it, that's why when people say, well, once I got to know them, I didn't really like them. So you allowed a stranger to jump in your vagina. You allowed a stranger to put your penis in their mouth. You didn't even know them. And this is why I tell people, my young people, my young people, mm -hmm. always be upfront about what you want, regardless of what somebody else mm -hmm. may tell you about how upfront you are. Because what you don't want is to misrepresent it because hurt people will hurt you. Yeah, they will hurt you. And I think more importantly, people need to pay more attention to their surroundings because you're doing something intimately with someone and you don't even know them. I, I, I have to ask people constantly, you know, we were in the middle of COVID and I say, anytime a person can breathe on you and you can die, COVID is now a priority, but what about STDs? I mean, I met so many people and I was like, I'm sorry, condoms was, you know, invented a long time ago. What are you doing? Like, I don't get that part. And the other thing is, you know, I get very confused and I'll be totally honest with you. Anytime a person's intimate with you and they're willing to do things with you that they should not be doing until you've been together for about six months to a year, maybe, I'm confused. I don't know about other people, but I take that as this is what you do with everybody. Like, I don't I don't know if I want to be a part of that. So the thing is, you do. You've got to listen to not only what they say, but what they're doing. Like, you better be on top of this stuff. Verbal and nonverbal communication. It's, it's a oh, my gosh, you got to be on top of it. The other thing is I love this one, the small steps. So the reason why this one is my favorite is because I think in this day and age with social media, People are going so fast. 
Like they're just like, I meet you, I talk to you, now let's hook up. Okay, but we haven't physically even touched anybody. We about to get on some planes, what's happening? So um, whole things confuse me. That that drives me crazy. The things that we're willing to do to try to speed up the process. Right. What I like to tell people is just go through the process. Just be willing to 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 take a pace. Like pace yourself. Again, <laughs> the other species is not going anywhere. Nah. And nobody dates anymore. I don't mean oh, just no. date the individual you like. I mean date. date. So I like I like A and B and I like mm -hmm. C. Nobody said that fluids <laughs> We're swapped, <laughs> although it's still nobody's business. But until something becomes say fluids, we're swapped. Listen, until we become monogamous, how do right. I know who makes the cut if I'm focusing on one person and that doesn't work? Now right. that's where you add years to things and you start to date yourself, and then when you don't get anywhere, it's like, how did I wind up here? Right. I don't know. I don't eat chicken every night. Sometimes there's fish. Sometimes there's steak. Sometimes it's just vegetables. And you and the thing is, I think you need to know going in whether or not you're going to be totally committed to getting to know one person at a time or whether you're going to date collectively so you can find the right match for you. So you guys who don't know this, I do have a compatibility app and we play a couple commercials during the podcast. But you can use that compatibility app to see who has the top five and close to the top five that you have. And that kind of cuts through the chase. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back after this commercial break. You a bad bitch, or you a bad bitch, or you a bad bitch, is you a sad bitch? Well, whether you are a bad bitch or a savage or whatever you want to call yourself, I am here to talk to you today about a book called Bad Bitches and Perfect Pitches that is authored by Precious Williams. One of the biggest differences between you and your competition in any facet of your life is the fact that they know how to effectively communicate and you don't. See, in this world, you don't have to be the smartest, you don't have to be the prettiest, you don't have to have the most money, but you do have to be able to sell yourself. Now, Precious Williams comes from the inner city of St. Louis, and she, in her book, has shown you how to elevate your life by using the gift of gab. Now, Precious Williams' book has been featured on Forbes, CNN, LinkedIn, Black Enterprise, and more. It can be found at www.perfectpitchesbyprecious. Now, go ahead and buy today so you can be on your way to being a bad bitch with the perfect pitch. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. So listen, we're gonna keep it real. That book is amazing. We, you know, you have you put oh, you said you say you got it. Listen honey. on my desk. Is my baby still on? on yes, on my desk. <laughs> and you I guys better get it. it often. <laughs> you better get it because this is it's the truth. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It is definitely the truth. So guys, when you talk about, you know, taking small steps in relationships, I think that's crucial with what we're dealing with right now in social media and everyone is so quick. Um, it blows my mind how many people are just so quick to just jump right on in. So uh, Watts said, loving the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you joining the conversation, Ms. Watts. 
Um, we went out last night and did some research. Did you guys do? Because did, did you practice the research? Because you guys should have been testing out these theories. We we we, we did a little bit of testing. <laughs> I know y'all did. I wish I was there testing with y'all. Number eight is a good one. Pace. It is not a race. Why are people so quick to just try they all time and nod and all up in the corner? I don't know, but I can't tell you how many friends I have. And I'm that friend. They'd be like, right. I'm getting married. Why? <laughs> and they'd be like, because da, 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 da. no. <laughs> All the things that I know about this relationship, right. they're not ready. This, you're not ready. I'm not going to say it's not a good fit, but I do feel like that a lot because I don't want to be that abrasive. But I will tell you, y'all not ready. You don't know this. You don't know this. This wasn't a situation you, you faced, but you're going to when you get married. So isn't this part fun? Isn't exploring? Isn't the journey right now exciting and fulfilling? What's the race? Why why can't you just slow down for a moment? Right. And and I don't want to paint men as these like sex hungry, craving attention type of dudes. But on the flip side of that is, you know, you can't keep up with them. It's Barbara today and you know, Sicily tomorrow. And then, you know, Victoria took the second lap. And I'm like, I've called women the wrong name. And they looked at me and I'm like, all right, at this point, I'm just not going to call names. No names. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing, baby? How, how, how you been? Because I can't keep up. So what is this? What, what are we running to? At least let me know. So when I'm cheering, I know when we made it. If that's, you know, I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of women out there, not just men who are sex crazed and they go into this. And that's one of the things I tell women, you know, men are emotional, just like we are, but women are even more so. And we end up having sex and it's called no strings attached relationships with people. And then we get attached to them. When you went into this conversation, you told the guy, you know, we just going to hook up and the hookup turned into one day to like two days a week. Now you together three days a week and now you cooking dinner. See, now you're making it good for him. But in his mind, this is just a hookup. Exactly. It's just a prolonged hookup. It's just a prolonged hookup where now he getting meals, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> and so I say that because that happens to men and women on a consistent basis. Men go in like I'm not I'm not serious about her, but then you end up feeling her, and it's like, okay, you now you want stuff around the house. You exactly, me you over there doing boyfriend stuff, and you like you going out with who? With Mike? Oh. I always tell people to do an evaluation mm -hmm. for whatever your cycle is. If you need to do it monthly, if you need to do it quarterly, whatever it is, because I don't think is I don't think temporary relationships don't work. I just think you need to be honest. And when my opinion, mm -hmm. women aren't built for nonchalant. I don't think, you know, what? I agree with you. They're not built for that nonchalant type of activity. And I think a lot of times, you know, they assume that they can. And unfortunately, exactly. I'll be honest with you. I am such a, a, a guy in a dress. I'll be 100% clear. I'm not the most girly girly. I love fashion and couture. But when it comes down to relationships, my thing is just tell me what's going on. Give me give me my bullets on the first date. I always say lay out the rules. What's, mm -hmm. what's the rules? Because right I need boundaries. Yeah. Um, because nobody wants to be in my mind. Because mm -hmm. if I don't have a rule or a boundary, 
I'll make up stuff. Exactly. Well, you tell me what we're working with, where we are, what we're doing. I can stay structured. I can stay where we are. And that's mm-hmm. why I but that's what I mean by women doing temporary things. I don't want to pretend that I'm I'm not emotional. I don't want to pretend that there are things that don't cater to my heart. Mm-hmm. But if we're just going to be friends, but we'll date, then exactly. if I have the rules, then, then I we're know good. we're good. But if there's no rules, I'm gonna step outside the boundaries. And that's when things. Well, Ray, I'm gonna step out anyways, because this this is one of my biggest things. I always say, you know, from day one, these are the things I need to know. As soon as I sit down at the table with you, I need to know your sexual partners. Like, have you gone male, female, groups? I need to know all of that. I need to know what I'm getting into because if you've done groups once, you might want to do groups again. And if I don't do groups, then we need to be clear on the groups. Okay. If we want to be clear that I don't do all the mixes. I don't, I don't want to be with a man who's been with a man. That's not and, my thing. I'm not, this is not an open type of situations. So now, I, I do know that. Ask, I do ask about the down low. I'll usually say, you know what? I'll try anything. I'll try almost anything at least once. I need, I need to be consulted. And, and, and this is my biggest one. I don't share. I don't play oh, well with others. Honey, so, that's number so, one on the books. You so know, therefore, um, Therefore, I need there to be me. Yeah. <laughs> me. Because <laughs> so. when I come, if, if you got a little baseball team, I need to know. Watts said, loving the conversation. Watts, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Watts said, yes. Yeah. She said, because I can carry this like a dude. See, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> I just want to be clear. And, and so, you know, I go and So one of the things, you know, when you reach age 50 and you're dating people 50 and up, one of the things I say to people across the table, I just want to do a real conversation. Are you okay with activities? Does your penis work? Because if not, I want to talk about it right now. Because if it don't, could they, let, don't let me get all like this with you. We booed up. And the next thing I know, you like, um, maybe I could do this for you. No, we didn't got, honey, the party. The doors is about to open. The club is about to open. What's happening? For my, for my, for the people that's listening, that have a hard time having these straight conversations, one of the things I tell people because I, I talk with humor, yeah, is can you hit your mark? Well, what you mean by hit your mark? Great. Let's talk about the things that work for me and see if you can work. <laughs> So for you can you can you accomplish can, this? Can you hit the mark? You know, now, I let me tell you, Watts is over here cracking up. She says <laughs> she, she says sharing is not an option. Not an option. And then she's over here laughing at us because we're talking about because the thing is, you do you know what Michael don't even say? She he said quit. She said uh, um as uh, what do you say kept? Wait a minute. Right. Wait. Quiet as it's kept. kept. Yeah, men are not built to sow their oats so to uh, to speak, but it's usually the result of hurt and are told it's okay to go sow your oats. You know what? I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. But but still, to be honest, depending on what it is that is supposed to be accomplished, I think a lot of women aren't trying to be your therapist. They just trying not to absorb your hurt. Well, the thing is, I mean, first of all, I, I can't get to the hurt part unless I know it works because then I'm going to be hurt. OK, so we need to be clear on that. I think I think going into conversations like you said it a nice way. Right. And to me, I may not always take the most gentle perspective, 
But I just want to be upfront. This activities is important to me. Can you do activities? And these are all the activities I like to do. The next thing is financially. Are you obligated to other people, other things? I need to know yes, that. Yes, yes. Because if you are obligated, I, I need to. That's So to me, when you say, you know, be transparent, be yourself, be authentic. Those are the things I'm looking for. And people say, well, this is just the first day. Honey, this could be the first or the last, depending on how these answers go. I don't want to invest all this time into you and find out you paying child support to three people. Two I things, can't do it. Two things. And this and this actually goes to our last point. Mm -hmm. Control. Control. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We need to get to our um our last one. Sorry, buddy. We got on our little No, screen. that's fine. Let me go back and share. Sorry <laughs> about that. We got all up in the It got good. It got good. Okay, control. And that means stay in the moment. So there can be an, a time when mm -hmm. and whether it is the first conversation, but I think you need to look for moments to have these conversations. And is it Michael that just had that conversation with his, is his name Michael? Michael? Yeah. 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 You attract what you are, what you are Most not. definitely Michael. That was one of the what first you... things we covered. Yeah. So in control and staying in the moment, we look for ways to have real conversation without scaring people off. Cause again, you don't want to start talking about forever and ever on men, even if that's uh -huh. your goal in the first right. moment, because it's scary. Like, whoa, it's scary. I just, and I don't talk I about marriage. It's attractive. Yeah. But if yeah. we don't talk about some real stuff, right. we don't even, we, it may not be a second encounter. That's true. So I had a bad experience, got caught up in a relationship, forgetting to ask some of the important questions, because at this point in my life, I was, I was measuring myself by certain things. And one was marriage because you wow. get people going, when are you going to get married? Yeah. Oh, you still single. You know, yeah. you're an attractive woman. You're successful. And they kept pushing yeah. their perception, their expectations on me. Right. So I started dating this gentleman and he had a very, um, toxic uh ex-wife with a very toxic relationship when it when it came around their child wow it was a deal breaker for me right but i didn't know a nice way to communicate it so it was like a three a three month breakup because i ain't how to say listen keep your baggage because right. i don't want it but the other thing with that is when we talk about control it's not controlling the other person. It's controlling you. yourself. Yourself. Oh my God, Ray. I'm so glad you said that. That's one of the things that I say all the time. It totally amazes me that people don't understand. You need to control yourself and stop trying to control the other person. Manage yourself. And, and let me tell you something. One of the things in being honest and transparent, I met this really, really wonderful person. And I listened to his conversation. He had never had any children. Um... And he had not been married. And I said to him at this age, are you looking to have children? And he said, well, I'm, I will be open to adoption. Let me tell you something. This guy is just absolutely adorable. But I had to be honest. I don't want to raise any more kids. I just want to be totally honest. This is not where I'm at. Well, maybe you might. No, I'm not. I, I, as a single mom, I've raised this one kid and invested all, the rest of my life. I just want to be with my husband. 
I want to get married and I just want to love him. And I will love his children that he already has, uh, his family. I will love, but I don't want to raise a 14 year old or a 10 year old. I don't want to do that. Cause a lot, that means for another 60, what, another 10 years, 15 years, I'm in. By the time I be 65, 66, what's left? I'm trying to travel. Travel. Do new things. Right. And so Mike, so Mike says, he said, yes. And he also, you know, those are the facts. Thank you, Mike, for your support. Like you have to be honest. And sometimes you take a risk of potentially losing a person when you are honest. But what's the point of going into that relationship? If it's nope. not going to work, you're going into something knowing it's going to fail. Knowing it's not going to work. Because we think I can make concession. I'm going to make a concession. Make it Why? Work. Why would you do that to yourself and the other person? Mm-hmm. Because now you're miserable. They're miserable. And if you really believe in the contract of marriage. Right. The, 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 the holiness of um, holy matrimony. Why would you do that to each other? Because now you're going to try to stay in it best right. you can. And no. And then you got to live a lie for the rest of that relationship. Come on. And no. that's too much work. And that's why I feel like a lot of times the people are upfront about where they are and what they want. It cuts back on all of these things. And so that's the reason why I'm, I'm very transparent about who I am. And it sometimes it doesn't come off very well. And sometimes it does. I mean, tonight I'm very subdued. And the only reason why people is because I had surgery on my mouth and I'm in a lot of pain. Otherwise, you guys know I'd be doing a lot more than what I'm doing right now. But I'm in a lot of pain right now. But I know the bottom line is I still have a show to do. Right. So you do the show. When I finish with the show, I'm going to definitely take some pain medication and call it a night because this right here is throbbing like nobody's business. So we're going to be clear. I definitely didn't want to miss this point. And <laughs> I talked about, we, we, this was a personal conversation. Yes. It had nothing to do with the clothes. Mm-hmm. And then I brought it up with some good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the one night stand. Oh, yeah. And this had nothing to do with the 10 closes. And let me say that there is actually 31 top closes. So oh my gosh, so you gotta come back so we can go through the 31. Yeah, so these um, Watt just... said, Watt said those are the facts. And then Michael yeah. also said, when you're not honest with yourself, you are wasting years of not just your life, but theirs as well. Thank you, yeah. Michael, for saying that. That's what Ray was saying. So you're so, saying that one night stand. By the way, that was on my bucket list. I wanted to have there are certain things on my bucket list that I want to do before you know I pass. Um, one I did, I did stand up comedy. Um, one of these days I'll share it on social media. Um, my brother said I was really good. As a matter of fact, uh, a famous comedian was there and he really liked me. He was just like, you are absolutely a rock star. Is this what you do? And I said, no, I'm a techie. I own an IT company. He was like, are you kidding me? Like he really liked me. Um, and it was just, it blew my mind. But anyways, um, the thing is, is that on my bucket list is to have like a, you know, what did you, what did you just say? One night stand. One night stand. Yeah, I just want to have one because I just want to know what it feels like to just like make the magic happen and just walk away. Like, I don't no know. <laughs> <laughs> just, are you, are you, just keep them guessing. So, so we talked about the one night stand. You and I had this conversation offline, mm-hmm. and no, I came home by myself, but. 
I and my girlfriend, when we did recon last night, we talked about this as well. Okay. So guys have their preferences, you know, large breasts, large right. behind, curvy women, meat on the bones, petite, all those different things. So they kind of size you up when they're looking at you, when they just want, you know, a temporary, I mean, a real temporary relationship, the one right. they stand. But a lot of women have their preference as well. Like I told you, shoulders for some yeah. reason. Shoulders I like and shoulders smell. and chest. A chest and some arms, honey. You could what now, you Now I'm not mad at the whole chisel physique. I told you my friend's nickname is Adonis. Don't know mm -hmm. what it is. Look it up. Okay. But it and by the way, he is an Adonis, everybody. A chisel, a chisel guy. I just want to be clear. Now, what I'm getting to is a lot of women size matters so the conversation mm -hmm. we were having is if this is it your one chance what are you going to do to make sure it works men like to be touched especially when it's been laid out on the table when we're finished here i'm going with you place your hand on their thigh what where you think is this so I can get a one-nighter? Girl, a let me one take night. notes. Wait a minute. Let me take notes. Wait a minute. <laughs> Place you your hand, put my on, hand the on the thigh. On the thigh. Where you think you should be met with a okay. reaction. And just, you know, rub their thigh, rub your fingernails across their thigh. What and is Michael saying? Oh, my uh, brother said she was spectacular. Ah. It was Guy Tory, creator of Def Jam Comedy, invited her to come back, but... <laughs> He did. It was Guy Tori. And then oh, he's he calling you out. Yes. Yeah, so, so when I did open mic night, it was Guy Tori who said that I was really good. And he asked me to come back. He did. But I didn't. I was nervous. Never mind that. But he also <laughs> just said what you said. He said speaks the truth. He said she speaks the truth. So go ahead. So if where you think you should be met, you're not met, mm -hmm. then they are not going to meet your expectations. Oh, so, so you're saying I need to be all up on that thigh action to see what activities is happening. Exactly. To you make know sure what? That's that a really flirty, polite your way. Expectation. Hmm. That's a good idea. So if he doesn't meet my expectations, I could just walk away. You can just walk away. Well, ladies, you better take that tip that men, I don't think we have one for you because from what well, I heard see, from my friends. Men are already checking for the things that titillate them visually well you that know what they to the late most women we just it's, don't know until well the body titillates me in their intellect but i do need to know what's going on with my um if, if i can supersize it or not uh but this is the thing too when i'm out with my male friends they can spot a fake ass in a minute like they just be like fake 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 breast fake and i'm like why do you but i said women are doing it to attract you they's like that's not what we want we don't want fake now, I was told how they tell the difference with breasts. Really? If the cleavage is hitting you here. Right. A lot of times they're using something to push up and push together. Right. So I was like, okay, that makes that makes sense. I just wasn't trying to detect that much. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? She's so crazy. Why say yes, right? <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys, I knew our time was going to run over and she and I could talk for hours because we do when we're not in front of people. 
So we could definitely do it with on the air because I'm going to tell you for a couple minutes, I think we forgot we was on air. But listen, <laughs> Ray, you know, I would love to have you back on. Um, please stay as we wrap up the show so I can make sure I properly say thank you to you um, off air. The, the only way I can do it, I can't do it on air because it's a lot of profanity happening. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Ray, if there's one thing that you can leave people with tonight about the top 10 things you covered about being a closer personally, professionally, what would it be? It would be to listen because that's going to work professionally and it's going to work um, personally. You want to make sure that what you're listening for is what they need and what you can actually offer. So if you know those things, it's going to be a great connection, whether you are looking to have a client or looking to make a sex or love connection. I like that. So guys, I want you to stay tuned because Ray will be back on the five F's to love because I know for sure she's got a lot more to share with us. Ray, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So guys, I want to be clear that when you think about what you do professionally and personally, sometimes it can be a crossover. And a lot of times you need to pay attention to the cues, to the signs. Even during an interview, when you're looking at presenting yourself in the best light, you need to make sure that you're communicating effectively and be able to read those signs. Don't misunderstand what people are saying to you. You know, a lot of people um, don't know this about me, but I do travel a lot and I do speak all around the country for different things. But I wanted to say one person went out of their way because of me being on the road and doing what I do. They were so supportive and called and text. And one of the things they said to me was, if I was there, I would just kiss you on your forehead and just tell you, you got this. Everything is good. It's those words of confidence that that person shared with me that I understand their intent. They didn't say anything disrespectful, but their intent was just to comfort me in that in that moment. They didn't try to sell me on who they were or what they could do for me. So, ladies and gentlemen, the only thing I can say to you is listen to what people are saying so you truly know what you're getting. And thanks again for joining us on this session of Five F's to Love. And thank you to all of our viewers. You guys know we greatly appreciate it. Um, before we sign out, Dr. Um, Ray, you got five stars from Michael. Denise said, this has been enlightening. Thank you so much, Denise, for watching us and tuning in every week. And be sure to follow us. If you're new to watching us, be sure to follow us, like us and subscribe. So you know when the next 5Fs to Love podcast pops up live so you can get the latest and the greatest on what to do in your love life. See you next week. My name is Christine Burkett the inventor of the five F's to love. This is a compatibility app. It's an app that gives you an opportunity to rate words to start with the letter F in chronological order of importance to you, to help you find your one true love, your soulmate, and the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. So after you've taken the time to rate your F's in chronological order, you send a link to the person, I don't know, you just met, or the person you've been dating for quite some time. Or maybe it's the person you've been married to for 30 to 40 to 50 years. And then you compare your top five Fs to find out what things you have in common and things that you may perhaps need to work on. This is taking a simplistic perspective on how to find your one true love, your soulmate.